Testing, testing. They said we couldn't be great. They said you could never get sober. We was doubted. We doubted ourselves. We gave up. But at some point we had to forgive ourselves and dig deep. And from that forgiveness came greatness. Here's the reckoning. The reckoning of fear. And the transcendence of love. The year of elevation. No more fear. No more sadness. No more giving up on ourselves. Friends and family, welcome to Sofa is Dope. Let's get it. No fear, just love. Let's get it. No fear, just love. Let's get it. I promise. When you are struggling and you start thinking about giving up, I want you to remember the power of hope. The belief that something better is always possible if you're willing to work for it and fight for it. Our hope that if we work hard enough and believe in ourselves, then we can be whatever we dream, regardless of the limitations that others may place on us. The hope that when people see us for who we truly are, maybe, just maybe, they too will be inspired to rise to their best possible selves. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The biggest poison in us is regret. I think there are a lot of people that have dreams and aspirations of things that they always wanted to do, but it wasn't the right time, or they didn't have enough money, or they didn't have enough experience. It's never the right time. You're never gonna have the right experience. And all of a sudden you wake up and you're 70. And you're like, God, I wish I could have done it. It's what you don't do that screws with you later on. I get one shot at this life. This is it. And I don't want to go through life being the 80% version of me. I don't want to look back and be like 77 and be like, I didn't do that. There's so much I want to do and I love life so much. I don't want to miss it. Hello, friends and family. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. And today is a segment of Five Minute Sobriety. And Five Minute Sobriety is a segment that um, I come on and I talk about something in a short, minimized capacity. And it's never usually five minutes because I'm always long winded, as everyone knows. But today I just wanted to give everyone an update 
thank everyone that's new to the Soap is Dope community, everyone that's migrating from Instagram or maybe finding us from TikTok or YouTube um, to the Instagram family. I love all you guys. I love everyone. Um, I'm excited about the activity on the Soap is Dope Instagram page. Um, I met so many beautiful people in recovery, and I learned a lot more about recovery just from interacting with the community special shout out to Vinny. special shout out to mary liz uh there's so many people um but overall i just want to emphasize the importance of compassion for yourself in recovery compassion for others in recovery and kind of thinking outside the box and using that concept to expand your awareness and recovery. Um, There's a lot of self-discoveries and things that I started to notice as posting um, while posting on the Instagram page. One, I've been posting lately a lot of testimonies from famous people and celebrities. And then it's been a lot of maybe I wouldn't say negative. Um, There has been negative comments, but there are also positive comments. And it's a beautiful thing because it shows it's like a experiment. It's a, a, a large experiment where you're able to look back and see how people perceive addicts in recovery. Right. How people think about it, um, how the public looks at it and looks at us as a community. And then it also makes us look, um, think about how we look at ourselves and others in recovery. Right. So you have I may post something about, let's just say, Jessica Simpson, and it might be a controversial topic because she may be in early recovery and people may be like, she's drunk. She looks like she's on pills. Um, I don't care because she's rich and um, these rich people this, these rich people that. And we know, at least I know, that it has nothing to do with money. You know, Um, I always tell people being famous, being rich does not inoculate you from dealing with addiction issues and mental health issues. These are human issues and I don't care if you was a billionaire and you had everything going for you, you could still fall victim to mental health, depression and addiction. So that's the first thing. We tend to not give everyone the same measure of compassion based on their personal circumstance. And this caused me just to think about the bigger picture, right? Um, Sometimes this type of attitude is what may keep a person in their addiction longer than necessary because of how they feel like people perceive them and how the world kind of treats people that's addicted or on the extreme side, addicted and homeless, right? When you walk past a homeless person on the street and something in you just doesn't allow you to really communicate or have compassion for them, right? You feel like, oh, somebody else will help them out. Oh, it's not my problem. Or that why they didn't listen to their family or they need help and that's not something. It's like, you know, it's all of these things that we look back at humanity. Humanity has a side of it that could be very callous and cold and they also have a side that could be very compassionate and loving. So I will just like to say if you're out there and you're not, if you're sober curious, for example, or if you're just someone that's listening on behalf of a family member, 
or if you're already in addiction or active recovery, I just want you to approach the idea of recovery, the reality of it with as much compassion as possible, because I know that everyone needs it. And it hurts me when I see people just be very cold. But the thing is, the Internet lacks a certain human element like a uh, tactile hand to hand I could touch you and feel you and see you element so people are emotionally removed a little bit I think so they may say things that they don't truly identify with they might just be emotional and random with their comments I don't think everyone thinks it all the way through but when your, your first response or your instinct to respond usually shows some glimmer of truth of how people perceive other people. And I just implore us to really investigate ourselves and I'm and I'm doing this also like I'm very I could be very I would say inst instant instantly um, judgmental like. It's like I, I it's rapid judgment. I might see something. I hate that commercial. Why they use that song? Why the person look like that? Why they wearing that? I hate that. I don't like that actor. I never like. And it's all of this stuff, right? And it's like, do you really feel like that? Like I know a lot of people. Like I, I give you an example. I posted. Um, we posted a controversial clip of Robert Downey Jr. giving a testimony about how Mel Gibson helped him, right? And I, after I posted this, it immediately started picking up traction. And then I started thinking to myself, oh my, maybe people might have an issue with the Mel Gibson part because he had his anti-Semitic um, rant and his racist rant um, in his past. Even though he apologized for it while under the influence, he even said stuff about black people. He said stuff about everyone, right? So my thing was, but I'm not going to delete the post because of that, because I try to bring a viewpoint neutral um, recovery perspective that is not about race or politics. I feel like here's my thing. It, I will help anyone despite their religion, their political beliefs, figure out their recovery. Once they do that, then we could go our separate ways. We don't have to be buddies, right? But everyone deserves the help. Everyone deserves the forgiveness and everyone deserves the compassion. I can't cherry pick who deserves mercy and grace. One, one, I can't, ex I can't extend mercy and grace. That's God. But I can't cherry pick who I'm going to feel compassionate for and who I'm going to help versus who I'm not because of political views, the way they look, their race or whatever. So my thing was, I noticed that a lot of people was very, the majority of people loved it, right? Oh, I love Mel Gibson. I love Robert Downey Jr. This is awesome. Then you have the people that's really like, no, these guys are bad people. Maybe Robert Downey, somebody mentioned Robert Downey Jr. being on some list. I, I don't get involved with that. So another person mentioned the stuff about Mel. Hundreds of people had their different opinions. 
Then I asked them, I, I, then I said to myself, all right, so you feel like this online, but what if you're just randomly at Walmart and you bump into Robert Downey Jr.? What would be your first reaction, right? The average person would be like, oh my God, a starstruck. I saw Robert Downey Jr. Whoa, right? And then if he speaks to you and say, hey, you know, this is where I'm at, you'll have more of a human compassion towards it. So it's easy to, my point is, it's very easy to judge from a distance um, and it's very easy to write people off really quick. Cancel. You cancel this. You cancel that. But here's the thing. In recovery, we don't have the liberty of canceling someone if they're dealing with addiction. We don't have the liberty of canceling people who's dealing with mental health. We're in this because all human beings deserve to share their testimony, to to find treatment, and to recover from their mental health so i have to remain viewpoint neutral i have to remain um very open and compassionate to everyone and why why am i sharing all of these popular people because i am amazed that we got to this point at in 2023 where People that I looked up to, like from, you know, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, you know, 50 Cent, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. You know, I always love Robert Downey Jr. You know, Mel Gibson, I always love Mel Gibson, whether he's a racist and he doesn't like what whoever he doesn't. I still like the guy. So I like his work. I like his body of work. Right. Um and um you know drew barrymore uh the uh, slash all of these people that i could, that i'm posting i'm just like low these guys are really out here sharing their testimonies right and there's one thing that amazes me people think that because they're famous and because they have millions of dollars that it should be it should be no reason for them to be sad there should be no reason for them to be upset why do they have addiction issues they could go to the fanciest places in the world they got the best doctors in the world one that doesn't matter but the second point is you will be surprised how sad and isolated famous people are we take for granted the power of freedom and what that looks like in our life. I could get up right now, walk outside, go to Dwayne Reed, shop, go to the park, go to a restaurant, walk back to the house. Oh, I forgot my keys. Go back upstairs, get in the Uber, go somewhere else. And I'm no one to bother me. I can't do that if I'm popular and famous. I can't just, I have to go with an entourage. I have to have a security detail. I have to hide. I can't just walk to the park without being bombarded. So isolation is one of the fastest ways to hit depression and one of the fastest ways to kill the human spirit this has been scientifically proven when you take a person and you put them in solitary solid solitary confinement um that solitude is a killer it changes people's brains human beings need connection so i have a lot of compassion for these people these famous people because when you look at the case studies and hear them speak, they're very sad. They're very lonely. Some of them just said, hey, I want to do this. And they wind up blowing up faster. They can't really contain all of the, um, the attention. 
So you have on one side, everyone on social media forming this new addiction for attention. Hey, like my posts, look at me, right? I want to be an influencer. I want to be popular. That's a kind of like a micro social media addiction. On the far end of the spectrum, you have famous people that were saying, I'll just give anything just to be a normal person, just to walk in the street and go to a game. It, it goes to an extreme where you have people actually putting paint on and dressing up and costume just so they could go to a ball game. So when we judge famous people and celebrities, we don't even understand that money doesn't protect them from the fame. The, their celeb, the being a celebrity doesn't protect them from addiction and depression and sadness. And most of the time they're stuck in some house by, them, by themselves, right? It's a very lonely life, even though it doesn't look that way. So we have to have compassion. So that makes my, that, so that brings me to this. When I post someone that had to deal with that isolation, they have this, they're famous and they had to deal with addiction in a public space through public scrutiny and compound that with depression. And then they overcome that and they're able to share their testimony that hits home for me in a lot of ways. And I think it helps spread more awareness that this thing called sobriety and recovery is a beautiful thing or like i love to say it's dope sober is dope all right because it is extremely a new height it is a, it's the best way to live a life in our time if you want to be peaceful if you want to have peace of mind and peace of heart if you don't want to be sad, if you want to be able to not to be numb, numbing is not healing. Numbing is not healing. So recovery and sobriety is the best way to start to feel something again, to start to live again, right? And start to breathe again. And that's why we're here. That's why I'm so um, interested in posting anything I could find about anyone that's notable talking about this beautiful thing called sobriety, right? Because it brings one, the community together, and then it brings, it, it opens up dialogue. Sometimes people just need to be, to show a different way of looking at something. Wayne Dyer says, says it best. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at begin to change, right? So I started changing the way I I look at people that's in pain and trauma and dealing with things. I started opening my heart to overall compassion. I realized I couldn't cherry pick who I loved and who I was compassionate about. I had to treat humans as one collective body that's imperfect and that's broken, but that has all of the potential in the world. Like they tell us in the Bible. God made the man, humankind, higher than, the, he said he made us higher than the animals, a little bit lower than the angels, but crowned with more glory than the angels. So we're even more glorified in God's eyes and than the angels. And even Christ said, you will do greater works than I. He who believe will have, he who have faith, you know, would do greater works than me. He was saying things like that. When we was amazed that he walked on water and all of this, Christ was trying to tell us, but inside of you guys have more potential than even that's inside of me. You guys are made to do so much beautiful things. Human beings are the highest technology in the universe right now. Where our consciousness embodied through soul, 
spirit and intelligence and we're able to function as a collective so the more we love the more the universe changes the more we judge the more the universe changes my job here is as a human this is not about sober is dope this is pop buchanan's job for pop buchanan to try to approach life with less judgment less scrutiny to turn the other cheek to forgive i forgive mel gibson you know i have i'm i have i'm part Ashkenazi jewish i have that in my dna profile i'm black as you can make any black person i'm right i'm 90 i have 89 percent african dna i know my roots and i had to forgive people calling me the n-word to my face spitting in my face i had to call threatening my life i have a long life i've been through a lot i have friends who was just uh, i didn't know that was staunch racist and that never really liked me and set me up for sabotage i had to forgive them and love them i as a i can't say i can't ask god to forgive me and love me and to forgive me for my sins and be a hypocrite and not turn around and forgive someone else for their sins i don't try to judge anyone anymore my calling is to love to use my recovery to expand to accept grace and to extend compassion to all fellow humans and to look with an open mind and heart at everyone's predicament because it's our job to change a negative person back to a positive person if we can if they're willing we just have to show them the way we have to say look i understand you don't like me in this but how about this uh, you know there's someone in your life that you love and why don't we look at it from that perspective why don't we focus on what you love and then talk from that point right it's not always about me but it's, it's about about loving people and having compassion so if you're out there and you're on the page and you you seeing what i'm doing support it love it understand that it's for the collective i'm trying to open up the conversation and show as much human beings that we can identify with speaking about mental health and speaking about recovery and speaking about addiction this is all part of our breaking the stigma campaign we started last year when we did our sober nationalities um um rollout where we was trying to um showcase showcase the word sober and sobriety in multi different languages and different type and script and different um, uh, um, um, languages and stuff like that to break the stigma internationally but now this is part of our global approach to saying hey sober is dope and here's why you know you had this person over here who was a nervous wreck and that was doing drugs for 60 years and now they're recovered you got this person here that was doing this and now they're it, it helps us and I I just want to say to everyone that's new to the podcast i love you all to see your stories to hear it every time i get an inbox i try to respond if for some reason you don't get a response to me keep hitting me on the inbox you could you could email me at soberdope at gmail.com listen this is five minutes sobriety this episode is truly just an update about what we're doing with the podcast thank you for everyone who um, purchased the sober is dope book we will do a few back-to-back episodes going more in detail about about the book we sold up the 500 copies in our first month so we're really excited i love you all don't give up and i'll catch you on the other side thank you so much for being part of the sober dope community peace and love if you want to be the best you must outwork the rest it goes without saying The greatest work harder than the rest. They train harder. They learn more. 
They put themselves through more pain, more failures, more no's, more rejections. If your opponent does 10, you do 11. If they do 11, you do 12. If they do 12, you do 13, 14, 15. Sure, some of the greatest have talent, but none of that talent would ever be realized as greatness if they didn't put in the work. On the other side, think of all those with little talent that have created magic with effort. Effort will get you whatever you want in life. Fighting spirit, that's what I'm talking about. That heart that you know is inside you, you just gotta let it out to keep going when life has you on the canvas. When everything seems to be conspiring to stop you, to hold you back, but you say no, you say not today. The strength to fight back, the heart to fight through challenges, and the determination to smash through unexpected obstacles. If you want more than most, you must work harder than most, work smarter than most, learn more than most, get up one more time, more than most.